Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why does the word doom invariably get accompanied by the word gloom? I mean, isn't doom gloomy enough? It doesn't need any help. What's this have to do with hockey? Maybe everything. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins, full of doom and gloom. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football. And or baseball, I offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates as well. The Penguins will be returning to the ice for practice today at PPG Paints Arena. There will be another session tomorrow. This is part of their four-day break, one that will be the last breather they get of any kind for quite a while, unless it's an unwanted breather, which it now feels like, unless I'm misreading Everything that I'm getting from the fan base, whether it's on social media, in the comments, on DK Pittsburgh Sports, wherever. It's just the end of all that is. Tristan Jari has a broken foot, and the team is now, well, doomed and gloomed, for that matter. It's so bad that they're doomed and gloomed, as if there's no way out of surviving Hmm, what shall we say here? But like a week or two of Jari from the playoffs, like around? And not to play doctor, we don't even really know what a broken bone in his foot means. We just know that there's a broken bone in the foot. We also know that the foot has a zillion bones. We also know that breaks can be fractures. We know that fractures can be micro-fractures. But what we also know is that Casey DeSmith is likely going to be the goaltender for the playoffs. I say that only because he's been the guy who's spent the entire season in the NHL, not Louis Domingue. My hope, as I emphasized on yesterday's show, is that Domingue at least gets a chance out of these last few games, maybe split it 60-40, you know, something like that. Let's see him. The only reason... He wasn't up before, and I believe this, is because he got hurt after the 40-save performance in San Jose. And then from there, salary cap issues and player movement issues. Let's Let's just see. Let's take a look. But even if there were to be this goaltending renaissance, this surge of magical 
performances between the pipes, the doom and the gloom would both still be there. And I wonder if there's anything that can alter that. And infinitely more important than what any of us thinks, or our own degree of doomery and gloomery, what would make the team on the inside, in the locker room, confident enough to get through a round of playoffs without Jari? And my answer to that is pretty simple, and it won't surprise anyone at all who's ever listened to Oh, even one previous episode of this particular podcast. Get in people's faces. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across Western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how one dollar can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. The very best version of the Penguins that any of us saw all season, the one that was the high-water mark among all these wins and all these other elite rankings that this team achieved, came when they gave opponents Nothing doesn't mean the opponents didn't take something, but the Penguins didn't give it to them. And that's what has to happen here. That is a twofold process. One, when you don't have the puck, go get it. Make the other team's life hell. Get in their faces. Contest every situation, not just the ones that are directly involving the puck, but away from the puck. By not allowing odd man breaks, by not allowing anyone to feel as if they're comfortable in the neutral zone or in your attacking zone, or by the way, for that matter, in their own zone. Forechecking was a thing that this team was doing really well about three months ago, and then it stopped. Maybe they were tired. Maybe, in some cases, like Jeff Carter, they were just getting a little older faster than had been hoped. And maybe against some opponents, they just weren't all that fired up about it, you know? One way or another, the forecheck went away. And the forecheck going away, not coincidentally, came later in the year when they'd be more tired and they'd be at least a few months older. But it showed itself mostly against the Rangers, a team that's going to take everything that you give including when you let Adam Fox and the rest of that defensive group make their outlet passes, their home run passes, from goal line to the other blue line. Then you give up odd man breaks, and then everything goes out of whack. There were games played this season that make for just the prettiest possible video exhibits that these coaches could show to these players. You wouldn't even need to go and make some kind of specialized highlights package or look at this little play that Brock McGinn made over here or this one by Evan Rodriguez. All you'd have to show were the two games against the Tampa Bay Lightning down there. You know what I'm talking about. 
absolute annihilation at all points on the rink. How about the one earlier this season in Toronto? I talk about that one a lot. I still think it might have been the best game they played. Oh, another one? Another one? And this one kind of mattered. The first meeting with the Rangers. Yeah, Jari was there for that one, and yeah, Jari got the shutout. But the score was one to nothing. And it was very much reflective not only of how Jari and Igor Shesterkin played, but how both teams' skaters played. There was not anything to be had on that rink. And it was going to take something like an Evgeny Malkin power play one-timer to get a goal. And that's the only way one was scored. I got into a pretty regular habit of saying through December and January, this is a hell of a hockey team, hell of a hockey team. And it could still theoretically be that because most of those guys are still on the roster, you know? And if most of those guys are their best selves within this system and humble and underdoggy and feeling as if there's only one way to play in order to score more goals than the other team, they can win. It doesn't all have to be doom, and in turn, it doesn't all have to be gloom. When we come back, just one question. And today's J1Q comes from Jody, who asks, what does Kasperi Kapanen do to deserve more playing time? You know, my favorite thing about this question, the way you pose it, is it could be taken in a totally different way. What does Kasperi Kapanen do to deserve more playing time, dot, 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 than he really deserves? Or do you mean more than what he's been getting of late, which is very little? This couldn't be simpler. He needs to put the puck in the net. He needs to produce offense, whether it's for himself or for his line mates, and he needs to directly produce it. Funny thing about Kapanen, hardly ever hear anybody talk about this. Even though hockey's advanced analytics are becoming more and more uh, mainstream discussion fodder, you don't hear anybody mention that Kapanen has actually had really good advanced analytics even in those times where he's gone these massive stretches without scoring. And the reason for that is he's so fast and so physically capable that in the defensive zone or wherever, he's still got a better chance of getting to the puck than you do. And because of that, just through simple osmosis of God-given skill, he has the puck more than he doesn't. Now, we might not like, I know I don't like, a lot of what he does with the puck. He tends to fumble it at the worst possible times. Notice that? Like right when it's that instant where you need to shoot, he'll 
lose the handle on it or really badly misfire or, oh, I'm not even going to get into the pirouettes and the pivots. And even when he does get it off, it tends to miss the net a lot. And all of that's very strange because to look at his general toolkit, he should be able to do that better than anything else. You've seen and I've seen how he gets that shot off when he gets it off. It's a, it's something that would make anybody this side of Patrick Line blush. But we don't see it very often. And as a result, he's he's exasperating. But what you shouldn't think of him is that he's somehow defensively deficient or that he hurts the team when he's on the rink. He's not that either. And because of that, my feeling is that the reason that his ice time has been reduced significantly of late, plain and simple, is that Ricard Raquel came in and took his minutes. And he earned those minutes by being a lot of what I just described about Kapanen, but additionally, productive. He's been creative. Hasn't mattered which line he's been on. In fact, he set up Sidney Crosby three times in one game without even being sent over the boards a single time with Sid, to the point that the head coach and everyone else had no choice but to put them together. You earn it. You earn it. It would be crazy for Sullivan and the other coaches to ever reach the point with Kapanen where they say, don't worry about the offense. See, there's a difference between giving up on a player and giving up on a certain component to the player. And where Kapanen is concerned, you can't give up on the offense because there's so much natural stuff there. There's so much raw material there that you'd hate to turn him into, oh, this is going to sound mean, but Zach Aston Reese, who just basically gave up on offense. And that's not even a criticism from me. That's something Zach actually said this year in Buffalo. You would always want Kapanen to be focused on scoring, but... Yeah, it's strange. It's strange because you want to label him as one of those guys that just, you know, if he doesn't score, he's worthless. But it's actually not true. Not true. I appreciate the question. Obviously not easily answered. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins, and we will do another one tomorrow.